Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone. Welcome to um, this latest episode of the podcast that is created by Flats and Shanks, edited by Shanks. Um, promoted by both of us. And, really? Um, well, you do a lot of retweets, mate. I do, yeah. Well, I tweet, I and you often add it to your story. So, well, you, but you like you, you'll tweet that the pod is now out, and I'll retweet that exactly. Some weeks. Ex- most it, most it? weeks, really. Yeah, I mean, you're getting better, mate. How do our levels of promotion compare with all the other pods? Well, I just think, mate, if you promoted this podcast like you promote yourself on Instagram, then we'd be flying, all right? How do I promote? I promote my barbecue. Oh, you're, just, you're, you're active on Instagram. That's just a fact. I'm just saying, like, if you, yeah. if, you, um, if you had the same concept with this podcast, then, you know, we'd be up there with Joe Rogan, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Just yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe mm. I need to do. You know, I'm just, I'm just a really humble guy. You know, I'm and your name comes moment. first in this podcast as well. So you know, you'd think well, it's, alphabet- you, it's alphabetical, isn't it? You would, uh, you'd be more proactive. But but there we let, let. I mean, let's not start this on a downer. Um, no, you know, let's start this on a on a positive. All right, what's happened to sale? <laughs> oh, cripes, Tommy boy. My oh, God, my let's just get straight me. into it. Let's get straight into it. You see. Uh, Steve Diamond on uh, BT was basically Ugo asked the question and it was like, look, in short, to paraphrase Ugo's question, I think it was basically like, look, the chat is the lads went out on the lash. Hmm. So what do you say to those accusations? He said, easy, didn't happen. (laughs) I love him. I love Steve Diamond. I was watching that. I was at the Rico with Durders. Yeah. And we were watching it and there was a couple of the BT guys there as well watching. Tim Cocker was there. We'd... 
I was just like, I love that guy. Topsy was there. Like, I love that guy. Yeah, Steve should Dark be on lock. That muck about mate. should be on lock stock, shouldn't he? Two smoking yeah. barrels. He don't muck about. Um, a lot of hearsay, so I, mate, going on. There's a lot of hearsay, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. Whether the lads went out, whether they didn't. I tell you one thing though. Now I know Hugo mentioned this on BT as well, saying that it was such a high case that no team has had any high cases like this before. It's it's right out of the ordinary, but. It's such an easy virus to pick up, all right? You know, Jamie Roberts picked it up at a petrol pump in Reading. He's very specific. He said Reading. He thinks. <laughs> not on his... <laughs> How do you know that? Not on his trip around France that he went on. But when he came back from the airport, he reckons he picked it up from a petrol pump in Reading, right? <laughs> it's just like an Alan Bartridge sketch. Is that true? <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. yeah. He said, he. well, he. I mean, he said he could just have easily have picked it up from a petrol pump in Reading. So the specifics of Reading, you know, really did it for me, that. Yeah. Um, but this could be anyone. This could be a family member that's passed it on to um, one of the team. It could be a backroom staff. But we just know that the virus spreads really quickly. So if someone gets it, you know, in one day, a lot of guys, you'd think, and players are going to get it because of, you know, rugby. It's, it's not a social distance sport, is it? No. Nope. You know, there's... Boys have got to train. Um, I know they limit the amount they can do together, but it is going to spread. So that is what when they say, you know, it's it's strange that so many have got it. I don't think it's strange because of we we know how fast it spreads. Um, yeah, and it's just, I mean, there, there's going to be a um, an independent audit, isn't there, going on as to how they've caught it? But at the moment, we just don't know. We just don't know. Could it's, it the be, gaps, it's the gaps between tests, isn't it? Could it? Yeah, it is. But was it just a few beers after a game in the stadium, which you're allowed to do, or or was it more? Uh, and we don't know. And and at the time of recording, we don't know uh, Monday morning. But um, I do. I do think that if they did go out on the lash in Manchester, mm. that's reasonably easy to verify because CCTV. other people will have been there, CCTV, that kind of stuff. Um, that hasn't come out. Maybe it will subsequently, but yeah, he wouldn't. Do you know what? I mean, I've got a mate called Andrew Nicholson, right? And he's brilliant at finding pictures of people on holiday or, or he's just a great troller. And I might give him a little project and say, mate, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you go online for half a day and find out what sale lads went up to? And I bet you any money in the world, he'll find a few photos. He's that guy, is he? Yeah. Yeah. He goes on holiday okay. and trolls people. He goes on troller days. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got element servicing, so if you need a resin drive, um, he's your man. Oh, I quite like a resin drive, actually. But come through me first, drives. so I can yeah, get a of 10%. Course. But they don't. They make resin drives look a bit like gravel. Yep, that's the one. But no, but the gravel, you know, cats can't poo on it, for instance, all right? Yeah, so it's not loose. It looks loose, but it's not. Yeah. So it's like gravel effect gravel. You can have any finish you want, mate. It's fine. Gravel Satin, matte. Yeah. Problem is it cracks. The gravel, it cracks. And you see cracks in the pretend gravel. Anyway, it, and it's very, very expensive. It's massively overpriced when I got quotes once. Yeah, well, that's not because you're not using element, mate. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's carnage. It's carnage, Tommy. Rugby's eating itself. Then there, then there's the question around... Um, so, Phil Stanley from PRL went on Great BT name. as well. Yeah, Philly Wink, uh, very good guy. Played against him when he was very old and I was very young. Um, and 
a lot of well, not a lot of people. Some people, you know, typically on social media, and I do that with a massive eye roll that you can't see. It was saying, "Oh heard right, it. so heard it. so ex sale player Phil Winstantley goes on to comment. You're like, oh, give over. Like everyone who's commenting played for somebody. Like it, he played for sale twenty odd years ago or something. I mean, get over that for starters. Ex Roslyn Park Sevens winner Phil. Yeah, it's like, oh right, you went to Kirkham Grammar School, did you? Where Steve Diamond's cousin Steve went. You're like, they're also called Steve. You're mm. like, oh, get over that, you." babies but also um he he said that northampton were indeed given the option to sign players quickly register players quickly on loan or whatever mm. um but they have con- subsequently said they weren't given the option they were told they couldn't sign players hearsay again isn't it you know it's so well, i'm interested to see how that develops mm. so it's almost like saints were saints were not given a chance to play the game and sale were given a chance to play the game yeah um it's weird isn't it because there's one rule for one and another for another but i can also see why because northampton gloucester it's not going to affect them in the league but it could affect sale you know sale could be bumped up to third or fourth um, with a bonus point win over Worcester um, denying someone a chance through a virus which might be out of their control to get themselves in a playoff but then it happened didn't it with Leicester in the Challenge Cup and I can't remember what French team it was but they had to forfeit the win and Leicester went through so it does seem a little bit one rule for one another for another Um, I'm not trying to sit on the fence here but I can also have empathy really for why Sale have been given a bit of leeway and, and Sale reckon they could field a team as well so whether or the not they could <laughs> the, the key difference was that Steve Diamond has said so we are you know obliged to believe that is true that we can play the game we're ready to go and yep. Northampton were not ready to go is the is the answer from Prem Rugby now um, is that like when you're at you know, when you're squaring up in a fight and you think, yeah, I'm ready, but you're not really. You're just sort of trying to... Quite possibly, out, yeah. Outfox someone who might be a little bit weaker than you. But Steve Diamond said he had a strong starting 15. Do it to my kids all the time. A young bench. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they always back stare down. Them out. Yeah, stare them out. Mm. It's a dominance thing, isn't it? So mm. uh, it is an interesting one. Um, and the thing is, it doesn't give Worcester the chance to chase down eighth spot and qualify for Europe, which they could have potentially... Um, done because it gives Gloucester. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, but but having said that, it's having said that it's um, that the worst thing that could possibly happen to Worcester, in my humble opinion, is they qualify for the European Champions Cup. I mean, it's a terrible idea. Why would they want to do that? Mm. I mean, being they, you know, why do teams who struggle in the Premiership want to be in Europe so badly? It's well, like, I guess I get the commercial side of it, but just on the rugby side of it, yeah. why do they? You've got to be embarrassed, do you? I mean, I can... We get, we get beaten up, and you, you've got to fight on two fronts when you haven't nailed front one yet. And you, on the other side, though, you think it's good for teams because it's good for commercially for them, which they need at the moment. You know, you're playing quality teams, the, the best teams in Europe. Yeah. You know, sometimes that you only learn... Well, you, you learn more often from when you lose against great teams as to as to what you need to do and what you need to do to get to that position. Um, but I think a little bit like Worcester with 
the Dragons at the moment. You know, they've qualified through default, really, to um, the Champions Cup. Um, the cheaters that were above them can't qualify because they're a South Africa team. What'd so you call them? The Dragons are through. Um, and, you know, you look at their last couple of games, you know, got hammered against Bristol, got hammered against Leinster. Um, no, it's going to be tough for them. And I'd say the same for the Cardiff Blues, really, um, at the moment, as to if, you, if you're going on form. So I get your point, but it's also good for for a player mate if you were if you were playing for Worcester or Dragons you you would want to play against quality opposition because you know that's that's where you test yourself that's where you gauge yourself as a player against I know but good just I, I know that but you remove the emotion from it and actually if you are Dragons or your Worcester Warriors and you put in home and away against Toulouse home and away against Leinster and home and away against Exeter Chiefs like or whatever you know that is they are sick that is carnage they are mm. six games your bodies could do without because you're not yet at the level where you can properly compete in your domestic league like it you know and I, I get i get why clubs want it but i think just purely rugby terms i think they're the odd director of rugby would never say it but i think there are some that say do you know what it's quite handy we haven't made europe this season because that's the last thing we need because we can't even nail the prem at this stage you know, it happened to Bath a couple of years ago. Didn't they, the last kick of the season or last play of the season, whatever it was, round 22, they qualified for Europe and everyone went mad and they lost almost every game in Europe. And it's not because mm. they're a rubbish team. It's because they weren't yet at a point where their squad could battle on two fronts. Yeah, but it's it like worked. saying, right, you're not allowed to enter the, the Champions Cup unless you, we think, you know, you're going to compete and win it. You know, there's plenty of teams in, in the Champions Cup. Not every team is going to perform. You could say the same about the French teams as well. No, so. I'm, not, I'm not saying shouldn't be allowed. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's literally not what I'm saying. I'm saying why it, there's this, it's assumed that there's this massive driver to get into Europe. And it's like, well, should well, it be? Sort of, and, and actually, is it? And yeah. is it? I think a lot of yeah. DORs don't want to get in as much as we assume they do. Mm. Yeah. Is, is Chris Boyd at the moment at Northampton Saints thinking, right, happy days, hope we draw to lose? Like, he's not. He can't be. He can't be. He must just be thinking, just want to nail the Prem and I want Europe to go away a little bit. Yeah, maybe, you know? maybe. Mm. Maybe, I get your point. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's it's complicated and I think, um, I always think you're, you're much better off, you know, but I don't know if you know this, Tommy, but I was actually comms director at Bath for a couple of years <laughs> after I retired and, yeah. and the, re- the reality was, you know, much as I enjoyed myself and all that, it might have said director on my little business card, uh, but I wasn't. No, there was only one director there, and that was the owner, who yeah. actually I I really liked and had liked a social before. media. Yeah, but no, <laughs> no, no one made, no one really made any decisions uh, below sort of below well below chief exec level. No one made any decisions really. You had to sign everything off, which in the end drove you to stop really trying to do things because it was just such a laborious process trying to sign off a Christmas card that you send out to your database. Um, not a joke. That took days and days and days once. Too much snow on it. Not enough snow on it. Um, and you have, uh, I forgot. Yeah. So you you have this this sort of the situation that Premiership Rugby find themselves in. I my my view was always you don't have to answer rumours, but if something happens concerning your organisation, I just think be I'm. I was always like, just say something. Let's just say anything. Let's invite questions. Let's go on the news. Let's put a statement out. 
and be really relaxed about it and say, this is exactly what we know. This is what we don't. We're just working through it. We'll let you know, that kind of stuff. And the answer was almost always no, silence, until we know exactly what's happening, silence. And people just wind themselves up. And I think you, you don't have to answer speculation, but when there is a bona fide situation happening, I do my preferred course of action as a completely inexperienced uh, comms uh, director was say something, not to answer rumours, just to tell people where you're at. Um, because then what happens is you just get accused of being silent the whole time. And whatever you eventually release isn't good enough because it's too late. So I would always think, you know, say more, whereas a lot of experienced people seem to say yes, how to say job, less rather. How did that job work out for you? Were you, do you leave on your own accord or, or were you I did, yeah. sacked? No, I left on my own accord. That's what I all sack people say. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying it publicly, though. So, I mean, I think I'll probably get away with that one. Yeah, no, you will. I know that, really. Um, um, yeah. yeah, so um, the game is hopefully, well, I, I believe it's going to be held on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, drama at the weekend, boy. Uh, the, the drama. Like, because you thought, oh, no, because this whole thing's ruined it because of shotgun mm. starts and Super Sunday. But the last quarter of an hour of that Bristol game, the last quarter of an hour of that Sarri's Bath game, Mate. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched a few. We were out of the little seats. I've watched a few. I was away this weekend, though, um, with Premier Sport covering the Pro 14. We're going to talk about that. Um, Not much to talk about, mate, apart from, you know, going away trips aren't the same anymore, mate. You know, there's hotels aren't the same. You can't get yourself a nice buffet breakfast. You you get your breakfast delivered in a bag outside your door, and it's got like a little bit of fruit in, a, a croissant in a packet. Um, a little yogurt, you know, it's it's not the same as going uh, downstairs and filling your plate up, filling your twelve-inch plate up like Alan Partridge. Yeah, um, oh not boy. at all, not at all. And then you know, you're getting in from games. There's no room service. Everything's closed. I'm to go to get a kebab. You know, it's you can't go out for a few beers because the bars are closed. So yeah. not quite, not quite what it used to be. Great that I'm working. Great to be out back, but you know, you, you think going to Edinburgh would be a little bit of fun. Um, working was was fun. Cold wasn't fun. Cold was freezing. I really need to work on my um, on my clobber that I'm wearing. I was cold, really cold, boy, all the way throughout. I put two pairs of socks on. Still cold. Oh, need to get myself a pair of warm boots, uh, which I've I've actually got now. A bit late. Uh, what, fur, have you got fur-lined boots? No, I haven't got fur-lined boots because I, I want to look half cool. Um, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Didn't want to wear Uggs. And uh, and a better jacket. I've got a nice jacket, but I need like a Patagonia or yeah. something similar, you know. Hey, hey, the warmest jackets I've ever worn in my 40 years. Hit me Montclair. with it. Yeah, Montclair. but I, I don't have a budget like you, mate. That's the problem. No, well, I mean, yeah. I bought I bought those before I realised I had to pay tax on what I earned as <laughs> self-employed, so I don't buy those anymore. <laughs> I basically spent everything for years. I was like, oh, wow, I've got these massive bills. Why are oh. they so big? And my accountant was like, I've been telling you for years, could you stop buying things, please? Yeah, you and Steffi Graf's dad. <laughs> Two biggest tax dodgers, I know. Mate, I've got an issue at the Messy. moment. I've got an issue at the moment when I'm going to bed. It's a nightmare. I've That's start, your issue. I've, start, oh, I've started. No, I've started listening to um, Alan Partridge in the Oat House. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a podcast, an Audible. 
It should just be a book, basically. Yeah. Um, but at the start and at the end of the podcast, and like you, you just, it's not like a weekly podcast. They're all out. So you just listen to it continuously, like, like you would his book. But it's just a song in there. He sings a song at the end of every, every podcast, which rolls on to the next one. And it kills me. And I can't stop thinking about it at night or sing it in my head at night. It was like, I remember when Frozen came out and I couldn't get, let it go out of my head. It's the same. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just, exactly same. Yeah. it's, um, it's going, Alan Partridge in the old house. Alan Partridge in the host house. Alan Partridge in the host house. In the host house with Alan Partridge. Oh, mate, I can't. I can't get out of my head. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Literally. Is it? Yes. Is it actually really good? It's unbelievable, mate. I mean. Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I'll try and play a little bit of. Uh, there's um, the music now, so you get an idea of it. Hold on. Here we go. And I can't get that out of my head, mate. I can't get that out of my head. It's killing me. Oh, I need help. I need help. I can't sleep at night. It's all I can think about is that. And I've got, I work myself up so much. Not I mean, no, yeah. no one loves Partridge That's not a euphemism, by the way. Yeah. No, I got, no, gotcha. Um, no one loves Partridge more than you, but I love it a lot. Mm. Am I going to love that pod? Yeah, of course you will. I tell you what you will love, and you remind me a little bit about him as well, um, is The Boys on Amazon Prime. I mentioned it to you a couple of times before. Yes. Um, you are Homelander. To a T, you are Homelander. I'm more a bit more like Deep, I would say. No, actually, maybe not Deep. That's a bad example. Um, I don't know who I'm like. Butcher. Um, but you are Homelander, certainly. And you know what I used to call you? Logan Roy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to a T. Um, my new one. Yeah, you're, you're Homelander, mate. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. J- just wanted to tell you a little brief description. Uh, yeah, okay. Nice on the outside when they're doing TV. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. Behind closed doors, narcissist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, those... It's there really a good of an though. Narcissist about me as I lie in bed in my tracksuit um, bottoms with my gut out. Um, it's really good, maybe. mate. Watch it if you can. can. You be a narcissist and be grossly overweight. You probably can actually because you still think you look great. He's brilliant yeah. though. He's such okay. a great actor and character in it. And it's, yeah, I love it. Without, I don't want to put people off by descriptions, and I'm terrible at descriptions. I know I try to do Watchmen, but it's basically superheroes. There's a load of superheroes in modern day world. But they're not all good. They're bad. And they work for a company called Vought. And they're always doing bad stuff. And Vought are just papering it over it. And now yeah. sort of public. And there's a group of um, vigilantes, basically, that are trying to take them down. Um, but it's good. All right. Mm. Sounds a bit babyish. But I will go because a few yeah. people have recommended it to me. I'll have a go. Yeah. 
Um, I just I've just we're going to get back to rugby in a sec, but I've just watched the first um, Top Gear of the series. Oh, how that. was it? I recorded it. Enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, well, because Chris Harris renew, uh, reviews the new Ferrari, mm. and I'm not going to get one because uh, it's 400 grand, and that is 400 grand too much. But also, I don't know about. I know you're not a car guy like me, but the cars that are coming out these days are just so they're so high tech and there are so many of them and they're so ridiculous that they hold you know what how obsessed i am with cars that i just don't even bother reading about them anymore so for the first time ever top gear go to test a ferrari the sf90 whatever it's called and i've never heard of it because i literally I get all the car magazines i literally skip past it because what is the point mm. it's a thousand horsepower four hundred thousand quid car and it's like what is the point in reading this it's mm. even if i had a billion quid, I would not be looking to buy that car. Where is the fun in that car? For someone like, who's not interested in it, you know quite a bit about it. Yeah, I know. So I watched it on Top Gear, but it's mm. like just just holds no interest for me at all. Mm. I'd rather have something a bit fun. You'd you want to drive it yourself, don't you? You don't want a computer to drive it. Yeah, I think if you're going to mm. do like if you're going to do thousands and thousands of miles a year, you want something that basically takes care of itself and is like an armchair. But if you're buying a Ferrari, you're not buying it for that. You're buying it to drive it about and now you're driving yeah. it around port banus aren't you just going around the yeah, marina exactly just doing laps of the bath one way system in traffic five or six times mate lee best remember lee best the fullback of course i do hell of a bloke Le best um lm15 ferrari called himself but we, we all called him ferrari and he 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 swears that we all still call him ferrari now he says because mate i used to break down a lot but when I, when the machinery was working, when the machine was working, I was untouchable. There was nothing like me. So he was like, "That's how. It, that's why he says it." The truth is, he um, in the year that Bristol got relegated, Bestie got a pay rise, and he basically went to. He had a BMW. He had a Porsche Boxster with a number plate L three three B E S T. But I don't know how he did it. it. Looked like an illegal number plate. Lee Best. Then he changed that for a. That was a Boxster. He changed that for an M three. And had the same number plate on both. And we're like, that can't be legal. He goes, no, I'm selling the box. They're selling it. And he couldn't sell it. So at one point, he was paying for both and like bankrupting himself. Yeah. And then he decided he was going to swap the Beamer for a Ferrari. <laughs> so he went for a test drive in a Ferrari. And instead of taking it on the open road, he just did laps of Clifton Village, hoping he'd see somebody he knew. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing eight mile an hour, six mile an hour in a 180 mile an hour Ferrari to try and see the lads. So the, best, uh, the best number plate I've seen recently has been BJ69 KFC. I saw that. So I saw that. Great on Twitter. day. So, yeah, great day. Yeah, Everything yeah. you want. Everything you want. Yeah. Um, so, uh, are we talking about rugby? Yeah, we can. Bath are now training. It's Monday. They are now training for a semi-final next week that they might not be in. Mm. One mad geezer on Twitter, I mean, Awkward. he is mad, has said, let's do the honourable thing and step aside because in normal circumstances, say I would hammer Worcester, I do not want any help from Corvid. Mm. I said, chill out, mate. They're not. That's, that's mad. They're not stepping aside. Obviously doesn't support Liverpool. No, exactly. Um, I've just watched Match of the Day 2 as well. Busy Monday morning. Mate. Uh, mate. Mark Chapman's know. intro. No mucking about. Shearer, Genus, Villa against Liverpool. Let's go. It was brilliant. Did you he see so Ian Wright's socks on Match of the Day? No. Oh, brilliant. What brilliant. were they? It, it looked like he was sort of Japanese-inspired. He had some sort of black trousers on. You know he's quite fruity anyway, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and he had a pair of like 
they look like black loafers with socks that have just come out of their washing machine with a bit of Daz in there. All right, that's how white they were. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Does does what he wants though. Different. Different. Yeah. Does what he wants. Um. So yeah, Bath are now training for a game they might not be playing in mm. next weekend because of what happened in the last. 15 minutes at Allianz Park and that game uh, was an interesting one because it was the big Sarri's farewell and I thought, do you know what I said on last week's highlight show I think Bath could end up missing out because I think Saracens are going to go full bore because they're out of Europe and Mm. then you see no Brad Barrett, no Duncan Taylor, no Mako Vunapola um, and you start, and obviously the other stars that haven't been there for a while because of the salary cap stuff and you think "Mm, Bath are bumping up front at the moment you think, do you know what? It might be too much. This might be too much even for Saris. And the first 15, 20 minutes, Bath battered them. Yeah, the no, first half of that, battered them. No, you're a bit premature there, mate. We've not got fully into rugby yet. If you if you want to go for it now, we, we can go. Well, we've done the sale thing, haven't we? I'll take you right down there, but we haven't talked results, mate. If you, if you want to talk results, I'm ready for you. Do you want to talk results? Let's do results. Let's do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Right, Dave, where were we? Where were we? Um, so, it, just thinking at, at half time in that at Allianz Park, and I'm sitting socially distanced from uh, Dirty in the in the Legend Suite at the Rico, mm-hmm. watching on telly, thinking um, Bath looked mega impressive, but the odds of Sarries looked flat as pancakes in that first half, so flat, like they weren't really at it at all. But the odds of them having two halves like that in what is emotionally a really important game for them and the odds of them just going away are so slim that Bath are going to have to score more points because the Abano try was just power. Yep. Ben Spencer was class all day. His try was just super mm-hmm. sharp. 
Um, unusual try to concede for Saris, uh, just overfolding, not organising defence, not on it. Um, Spencer's kicking was amazing almost the whole game. He he looks so good, but you think they've got to score more than that because Saris, you know, as I said, don't go away and they just clawed their way back in and Bath just looked desolate at the end, absolutely devastated. Mm. Um and you start thinking about, start thinking back to little errors, little things that didn't stick, little kicks that didn't work, passes didn't go to hand, and you think that is just agonising for the bath management. That a draw is always like kissing your sister, isn't it? Is it? Well, yeah, me kissing your sister. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. It's all right. You know. It's, I always feel like that would represent nice. a loss for me. It's quite nice. <laughs> Winning isn't the only thing. It's everything. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But I've not seen. I've only seen that the highlights of the game. But it seemed fairly even, really, all the way through. You know, in terms of possession, um, territory, obviously two tries apiece. So, I mean, who would who would you say would deserve winners? Or do you think a draw was oh a dr- relevant? A dr- it's just that it's the lead Bath had. They were seventeen three up, mm. and they were really dominant and. What the you know, Saris don't struggle up front generally, and they had a couple of good, couple of decent scrums. But in, in that overall, in that first half, that Bath forward pack was really starting to work it. Like loads of quick ball, big carriers, heavy hit ups, really big scrums. Will Stewart and Ben Urbano were starting to do a bit of damage. Tom Dunn was putting himself about, and you think they are cooking here, and they're getting over mm-hmm. the top of Saris. And then Bath took off um, Ben Urbano, and just because I'm a prop and I watch that kind of stuff. And, you know, you, you would see a centre get subbed and you'd be yeah, like, why are they taking him off? You know, because you just, you immediately know that it's not the right decision. Well, you, you pay more attention to your be. position that you've played, don't you? Because Yeah, and you, and you, you, you know it, you know it more naturally. Yeah. You know the body language stuff more naturally. I looked at that and thought, if Beno Urbano's hurt himself, if he's tweaked something, then fine. Otherwise, why are you taking him off in such an important game? Because mm. he's going great. He's going really, really well. We know now that he's got the gas to go as long as he needs to go in a game. Why are you taking him off? And as soon as they took him off, I think the game changed. The The Sarri scrum just started to mince the Bath scrum, and that just hasn't happened this year. They had one uncomfortable scrum or two against Wasp before they're uncontested. That is it. Otherwise, they have been equal or equal of anybody or dominant of everybody, and they started to get tuned, and I thought this is a big mistake. This has been. This is going to bite them back, and I and I think you know, watching the game live, I think Beno Urbano leaving the field was. Mm. It's easy to say now, but I did think at the time, ah, they shouldn't be taking him off. I always remember the game Wales of England in Millennium Stadium. It might have been Principality then, actually. Um, and Ross Moriarty gets taken off, and he's having a storming game, smashing yeah. Billy Vanapola, gets taken off, and exactly like that. It must have been five or six years ago now, and. As soon as he gets taken off, game changes completely. Um, yep. And he got took off, you know, not in his prime, really. It wasn't like he was tiring. It was just a tactical yep. substitution. And the game changed and um, England won. It's like they decided it a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have to mention, mate, Wasp's run since um, yeah. the COVID break. I mean, I think they're eight out of nine. Yep. That is incredible. Yep. 
and they play great stuff. Yeah, they, massively. Um, Jimmy Gopeth got man of the match because Jack Willis wasn't playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He said that to us as well. Yeah, I know. Just nice to have a week off. Yeah, <laughs> it was brilliant. Um, but they've just—they're in form, mate. They're in massive form, full of confidence. Um, and you look at the top three, really. Of we're not sure who's going to be the fourth for the playoff, but Exeter, Wasps, or Bristol. Either of those three can easily win. Yeah, the Prem. Very difficult to pick between all three of them. And it's not like Exeter have just run away with it either. You know, Wasps aren't f- only a couple of points off, I think. Yeah, but Exeter, Exeter have rested their first team a couple of times and they, have, they haven't thrown league games, but they've effectively... Yeah. Like they lost at home to Irish. I mean, they would have fight Their first team would have five-pointed Irish, you know. So it, it's a bit... It's a, it's a bit um, unusual in that sense, but... They weren't... Yeah, they're only, yeah well, they were only two points... Um, off winning it so they, if that's the case with Exeter which which obviously it is they've done quite well to to manage that yeah I think as soon as they were guaranteed a home semi they just rested everyone for Europe basically and then the, I guess the semis now but um, yeah it, what was play some great stuff they are just so much better with Jimmy Gopeth in the team mm. and he's 36 37 he's 30, 36 I think yeah amazing he's so good he gives them so much direction mm, Dan Robson looked really sharp with his with the um, intercepting balls on the ground but yeah just pace as well and you sometimes with scrum halves and tens as well really you know they're really sharp off the mark but find it difficult to hold that pace but yeah super quick mate you know pulling away um Real Some fly halves are quite slow off the mark and slow top end like Chris <laughs> Malone we used to have at Bath but he used to make quite a lot of breaks because everyone was like He's slow, so he's not even going to try. And then he would try, and he'd stitch people up because they weren't expecting it. He was just unbelievably skillful, though, wasn't he? A brilliant player, yeah. Yeah. Um, Fekatoa hit was brilliant. Oh, yeah. I think it was on Tom Wyatt. Was it Alex Cuthbert? Oh, was it Tom Wyatt? I think so, yeah. Alex Cuthbert loses a ball for uh, Josh Bassett's try. Terrible bounce. Just runs away from him. But a lot of those extra boys chasing back were tired. You could see that. It's a lot easier to chase a kick than it is to run back for a kick and tidy it up, let me tell you. It's funny that, isn't it? Mm. But Fekitoa is really starting to assert himself in that midfield. He looks really strong. Yeah, he does. Just really good read and defence as well. Because he's not just flown out on a whim that the ball's going to go there. You can see him push off last minute and, uh, and take Tom Wyatt. And, you know, it's all or nothing really because if that ball go, if Tom Wyatt can get that ball over the top, then... You know, there's a lot of space down that left-hand side, potentially try time, but reads it so well. Really intelligent player, not just a, a big bulldozing 13. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Um, mm. uh, and it's this weekend, so we were like, in our in our little diaries, it says semi-final, Prem semi-final Saturday and Sunday. And I was like, surely they're playing both on the same day. So we were ringing people yesterday to find out which is right. And... We now, because it's the European final the week after, both teams, Exeter and Bristol, are involved in European finals. So they yep. both need a full week to recover, seven days to recover. So if Chiefs are playing a home semi, they are definitely going to play on the Saturday. So they've got a full seven days. Now, if they end up playing Bristol on if they end up playing Bristol on the Saturday, because Bristol are in fourth, because Sale get five points on Wednesday, leapfrog them and push Bath out, then that's both teams in Europe next week sorted for their seven days rest because they play on Saturday at Chiefs. Then 
because the TV companies, BT, I believe, want two big days, then Wasps will play Sale on Sunday at the Rico and it will be two days of semi-finals so that you can have two big shows instead of one big show with no hardly any analysis, hardly any build-up onto the next game. So, but if Bristol stay in third and whatever happens, then Bristol are playing Wasps, then Wasps will play Bristol on the Saturday at the Rico so that Bristol can get seven days before Europe. So we st- we don't even know on Wednesday night what days the semi-finals are on. Or oh, the well, second that's semi-final. complicated. It makes your brain itch. Like, yeah. I, I, to be honest with you, mate, I did... My brain just went then. We started talking <laughs> about it. I can't even... I started looking at other results. Um, Basically, if 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 Bristol finish fourth... No, you're gone again. You're gone again, mate. You're gone again. If Bristol finish fourth after Wednesday night, then the semi-finals will be on Saturday and Sunday, I believe. If they stay in third, then both semi-finals will be on the same day. Okay. All right. Eyes open, wide awake, you're back in the game. Um, I could, I, and I might even be wrong. I could even be wrong. I, I think I'm right. It don't even matter, mate. I've, I've gone. No. You've lost me. Um, I've lost you, yeah, yeah. 32-26 to Harlequins. Chris Robshaw's 300th game, his last game. Um, lovely way for him to to leave Harlequins. Yeah, and he you know, played well. They they play well. Joe Marchant looked good on the wing. Alex Dombrandt was class. Mm. Brett Heron I really liked uh, at 10. Thought he looked nice. And on the subject of Harlequins 10s, Marcus Smith, not in Eddie Jones's squad that he's named this morning, not in it. And, you know, Fraser Dingwall's in it, George Furbank's in it. I realise they are different positions before anyone tweets in. I know that, but I think you would struggle to say those guys are in on form. And Marcus Smith is in great form and he's not in because Farron and Ford are in and they're clearly Eddie Jones's two guys. But I just... I just struggle to see how you don't have because you can't have Joe Simmons because he's still involved. So of the you know it's all the teams that are out of it now. I struggle to see how Marcus Smith isn't there as an apprentice mm-hmm. as something because yep. he's in blistering form and he's young and exciting and promising. And Do you know the I hardest thing I there. think about Marcus Smith is when you're five meters out, ten meters out, and he just he gives that hitch kick and that burst of acceleration. He just he just gets on the outside of you. I've seen so many times him ghosting around players like that. He just stops. He sort of jumps in there, a little bit like Quay Cooper used to do, and he's gone. And he's such a difficult man. He needs a bit of space to do that. You, you know, you can't do that in traffic. But if they can create a little space, a little short side for him with a one-on-one, I don't care who it is in front of him. It could be a back, could be a forward. He is eight times out of ten going past you. That's for sure. Um, Michael Liner's son, is it Lewis Louis? Liner. Let's go, Lewis. Um, Let's go, Lewis. He came on for Aaron Morris on 45 minutes. So, yeah. Another father-son combo made it into professional rugby. Yeah, I've I've been hearing about this kid for a couple of years. Mm. He was at he was at school where Beast Andy BT coaches, and he said, "Yeah, this this kid is this kid is special." Yeah, yeah. Even um, I've heard you know reports on him, and I. Live in Wales, mate, across the bridge. So there you are. That's how far news travels, mate. There you are. So mm. yeah, the the I'm I really am surprised that Marcus Smith is not going to be training with England, at least training with them, because uh, what's going on? Can I give you a little rundown, mate, of Pro Fourteen? Because I'm so into well, yeah, it right but we now. Have, 
we got to quickly do the Bristol thing. Oh yeah, we do. Sorry, mate. Just Sorry, quickly. Mate. Yeah. Because they because Max Malins looked absolute velvet. Um, he looked chocolate mm. at ten. He looked great. Yeah. Um, and then he got over the line and dropped the ball, Freddie Burns style. Um, just dropped it, and it looked like then ten minutes left, they're like oh, fifteen minutes left. Oh my god, they're not going to get the bonus point they so need. They needed a bonus point and Saris to do them a favour. They it looked like they were going to get neither, and then they got both. And there's this video on social media of the Bristol coaching team watching Saris Bath on their laptop screaming and whooping when um, Saris scored the try that and they and uh, they kicked the points to level the game. Mm. So they're going mad. Uh, but Max Malins, you're thinking, oh no, mate, if you don't get a bonus point and you drop that ball over the line. Brutal, absolutely brutal. But they got it, they drove over, they look flat, they look knackered, uh, except for Max Malins and Ben Earl. Obviously, you look great. Um, Do you reckon Max Malins would have got a code red if he had, uh, if they hadn't got the bonus point? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Think so? Yeah. yeah, you think Pat Lamb would have ordered a code red? Uh, by the way, um, I've just seen that apparently Marcus Smith was listed as unavailable for Quinns at the match yesterday, so maybe he is injured. So if he's injured, I'd just take it all back. Or but... COVID. Not sure. Yeah, it could be, couldn't Not it? Not sure. There's plenty of players missing, um, and they don't say it. They just say unavailable at the moment, and you have to yeah. delve a little bit deeper. Like uh, Van der Merwe for Edinburgh wasn't available. We're not sure whether it was injury or, or COVID. Um, right, okay. Or not, but um, I commentated on Zebra Cardiff on Friday night. Um, How was it? It was okay. It was okay. Great Cardiff Blues defence. Uh, losing Josh Turnbull fairly early to a, a red card. Um, always difficult when you're a, a second tackler. You know, one on one, it's it's quite easy to see if you've gone high. But if someone's getting tackled into you, and you know, the connection is made to the head, then it is going to be a red card. By the letter of the law, it was a red card. Felt a little bit sorry for him because it it wasn't a bad one, if that makes sense. You know, you see some horrific ones where, you know, like Owen Farrell, heads have been taken off. But um, he gets a red card, but just massive Blues Cardiff, uh, massive Cardiff Blues defence. Zebra playing like a game of touch. And, you know, I, 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 th- I was seeing a fair play to him. You know, they're trying to throw the ball around. They're trying to create tries, um, but not probably the greatest of skill um, level from them. But Endeavour was there. Intent was there. Uh, best game of the weekend was Ulster-Benetton. Um, yeah, it did look great. Looked yeah, really good, mate. That. Yeah, yeah, but it, just a, a great advert for the Pro 14 because some people do rip into it a little bit when they shouldn't really. Um, Stuart Moore, really good in the centre. Him and James Hume for Ulster. Yeah. Really good centres. You know, their potential island combination later on um but Benetton come back as well you know I think they were losing by 14 points maybe maybe a little bit more can't remember what scores half time but they get themselves back into the game and they're, they're actually they've got some real decent players I think Benetton uh Monteoni on the wing they've got Jane Hayward who's pretty decent at 15 not the greatest probably pace wise but he's a hot stepper if you know what I mean oh I know what you mean boy Duvernage at nine you know, they've got Negri, they've got, you know, there's there's some quality players there, but yeah. Ulster did look good. Um, Scarlets should have won the game. Easily should have won the game, mm. but Munster come back and it's a last minute penalty on the halfway line. Last kick of the game for a guy called Ben Healy. He nails a conversion from the touchline previously to draw the scores level, then gets a, a penalty on halfway line and just booms it. So 
Munster robbed Scarlet's robbery went on. Um, so you'd be disappointed in the Scarlet's yeah. team. Should have put them to bed, really. Munster kicked a lot of ball. That's the Scarlet's really, but kicked far more than you think. Um, Munster losing uh, Pito Mani as well. Red card. It was a Scarlet's try and comes flying in and shoulder is connected to a head of Jake Ball. No option, mate. Saw, yeah. a, bit of, saw a bit of Munster missed, I think. Um, Connaught looked really good against Glasgow. Um, first half was terrible. Um, last minute try from Nick Grigg, really, was a saviour. Um, but Connaught did look good. They've got a, they've got a guy at 15, mate, John Porch, right? You probably wouldn't have heard too much from him. Porchy. Aussie guy, you got him. Front, uh, always front of house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. Um, great signing for him, mate. They're really good. Um, really attacking, really, really elusive. He's fast. He can create as well. Um, Tom Farrell, Bundyaki in the centre. Um, and they narrowly beat Glasgow twenty eight twenty four. Yeah, could have gone. Could have gone either well in way. The end. Yeah. yeah, it could have gone either way. But it was it was a decent game. Um, and did uh, you did you enjoy being back in the? Bundyaki you know, scores a couple of really good tries. Didn't play the whole game, did he? Bundyaki. No, he came off he get injured. Or get subbed no, off? he just got subbed off and then just shouted everything from the the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, aggressively as well. You wouldn't want to mess with him. Um, Huge I don't mind him doing it, but I don't like did don't like anyone else doing that. Yeah, no, so you're I'm, off now, mate. Shut up. I'm not the biggest fan of it either. But even coaches, I remember even um, Brad Davis, who coaches at Irish now, great, great mate of mine, and I and he was a brilliant defence coach. But I remember a couple of times on the sideline, I say, Brad, yeah, mate, yeah, shut up, shut up, I stop shouting at us, mate. You shut up. He said to me, you got to listen, mate. If you listened, I wouldn't have to shout. I was like, well, fair enough. Yeah. But you're not going to hear stuff from. Really, from the I've never heard stuff from the sideline being showered because it's no. so focused on the game. You know, you can hear it during breaks when, or you can hear it from players when they're, you know, if they're calling fire or, or something, you know, a defensive move or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Hugh Jones has been, been playing 15 for Glasgow recently. Yeah, how's he looking at 15? Good, mate, good. And I think it's a sensible move for him because he sort of flitted really in and out of centre, really, for Glasgow. They've been short of a 15 for a while and he's he asked to play there and he looks good and the biggest he's not going to play sorry he's not going to play for Scotland yet because Stuart Hogg but it gives him that versatility as well which makes him potentially involved in the match day 23 which is what yeah. you want but yeah and my, my biggest worry was like positionally you know in attack I think it's it's quite easy to to get a grasp of because you're just probably attacking one channel out from 13 and he's great at uh, hitting lines he's a great strike runner he's really quick um, really balanced runner, but you know defensively it's really difficult. And you look at the best like Lee Halfpenny, Mike Brown, um, Stuart Hogg. You know when a ball's kicked through or a player breaks through, they're always on them. Not like Luke McLean for uh, Italy. You know if anyone broke through the Italian line, they'd score under the post because he was miles away. Um, but he Even was actually in the really, right place. He wasn't that quick. He was really impressive. Um, but I mean the, the main game we covered at the weekend. I was with um, Big Jim. Up in um, up in Murrayfield, and we covered Edinburgh Ospreys and Edinburgh obviously losing the semi final to Ulster. 
uh, in the Pro 14 playoffs. Finished top of their conference. Ospreys, two wins last year. Didn't get an away win. Finished bottom. Um, but, you know, we've said this for such a long time. They can't, Ospreys can't be poor for long. Not when you've got Alan Wynne-Jones. Um, you, you players like Nicky Smith, Tom Botha, Reese Webb, um, Owen Watkins, Kieran Williams, um, Dan Evans. And they weren't really, really street-like performance from him. Conditions were horrific. So when conditions are horrific, it's it's how you play the conditions, really, isn't it? You know, territory, you're, you're kicking yeah. game. Reece you're not was, really playing the opposition then, are no, you? No, you're not. You're not. You, you'd rather not have the ball. You'd rather kick to compete, kick long, great defensive line. And they did it. They bought it. Reese Webb was brilliant at nine, kicked really well. Involved in a couple of the tries from uh, Matt Prothero, uh, who they've signed from Bristol, looked pretty decent. On he's the, good. He's a good runner, mate. Yeah, he is a really good runner. He is. But they, they play with Stephen Myler at 10 as well. So you've got that experience at 10. You've got experience at 9. Um, and they just pinged Edinburgh back. Edinburgh had nothing, really. The energy was there as well. Lacking on confidence, Ospreys were. And hopefully this will kickstart their season because they didn't really have one last year. Alan Wynne Jones yeah. was a warrior, as was Justin Tipperick. You know, the oh, front row were really good. They just destroyed Ed- Edinburgh really, in all facets. Okay, that's okay. good. So good. There we are, mate. There we are. Good for them. Hey, hey, look. I was, I was big, Jim, because it's got to be tough when you know the people who own their podcast bring out another podcast, a rival mm. podcast on your own label. Mm. Like, yeah. I said, was that your idea? And he sort of said. I know, I know he's bullshitting me because he sort of said, "Yeah, I mean, I initially thought of it, but then I passed it over." I was like, "Oh yeah, of course you did, mate. Well done." Yeah, of course you did, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I so, thought of Netflix, you know, streaming movies and series, and I passed it over to them. Right. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I just hope he's all right because he's going to struggle. You know, mate. He's going to struggle, and a lot of it, was, <laughs> a lot of it was Jim was I was mentally coaching him at the weekend. You know, saying, "Look, mate, it's all right. It's all right. You'll be okay." You'd be okay. You've got charisma, all right? Um, You're tall. He, yeah, From very Swindon. tall. He was dressed He was dressed perfectly, though, for the weather. Because we had to oh, cover good. it. We had to we cover a game. There, didn't we? Yeah, we had to cover a game before. And I thought during that game we'd, we'd cover it. Um, we'd be able to watch it inside. No. Can't watch it inside when oh, the TV no. tracks. COVID. Can't watch it. There's only certain parts of Murrayfield that we could enter because of um, the bubble and keeping oh, it COVID no. safe watched it outside so we spent about eight hours outside and so i'd have been all right because mm. i've got more fat on me you'd been in a t-shirt mate i'd have been, t- I'd have been t-shirt neil, neil hatley just t-shirt and shorts mate mm. but jim's okay uh, jim's okay i give him a big hug and he went oh that's better thanks should, mate. I, should i give him a ring should i give him a ring because there's bigger names than them they you know his his platform, the people that own him have just basically brought in rivals right alongside them, given them all the PR. Because mm. we know the big rugby pass machine does loads of PR. There's a lot of money behind it, which is great. Mm. But they really promote things hard. And you just feel like if they were truly satisfied with Jim, they wouldn't be bringing another podcast out. Yeah. And you, hopefully we're wrong. It makes know. business sense, mate. It makes business sense is to try and filter out slowly so they leave. So you don't have to give them a redundancy package, all right? And I think that's what they're doing. Um and if what if one of those two is going to be retained into the other lad's pod, mm. you know it's probably going to be Goody because he's got you know strong stronger views on things. It's probably going to be and, and, it's probably know. going to be the other guy, Andy Rowe. And Rowie, give yeah. me Rowie. Yeah, 
Give me Roo, Road Dog, Road Boat. Mm-hmm. Oh, he'll be all right, Jim, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. He can come on ours, can't he? The guest, guest, guest producer, guest editor. I'd welcome him. You know, he's got a setup perfect at home. I've not seen him without a um, a ring light and a brick wall yet. So, yeah. And he's tall. I mean, he's he's so tall. Yeah. And he was born in Swindon, and you know, he got a lot of sixty-three caps for Scotland, and you know. 61 defeats but he's he's tall and he's got long arms and he's got we haven't got any ink on our podcast no body art he uses a bit of boot polish on yeah. the top of his hair now like david yeah. guest used to do you know just yeah. just dabs it and uh masking over i said you're gonna you're gonna have to own it at some stage mate i said to him you know you, well, you can't so be this tall. guy yeah but only really tall people can see the top of his head. That's but then that's why he never walks under the grandstand. He yeah, but I, in front of the grandstand. I kept, dropping, him. I kept dropping money on the floor. I said, oh, look, Jim, there's another five there. You pick it up and go, way, look at hey. it. <laughs> that's why whenever he goes, he always always puts his cap on when he goes past a double-decker bus. I've never seen always. him wear a, a white cap because no. it will run. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God, he'll be all right. But anyway, Jim, um, if you're listening, I hope you're okay, mate. Enjoy my time with you and here for you, mate. 24 7. Um, 24 7, 365, Jim, okay? After I, t- right. I, yeah, I do put my phone on silent at about nine o'clock at night, though. Well done. Hey, good luck to you, fella. Have a big week, all right? Yeah. Um, Have you got anything planned this week? Well, I had shockwave therapy on me, uh, on me elbows this morning and it was just gruesome. How are they? They're all right. I'm ho- hopefully, they're improving. I'm going down to Devon tomorrow just for the night, just for the day and night, because I'm going to do some filming with the Ribeye Boats people. Yeah. The family, the Ribeye family. Um, and then I'm getting back here for Wednesday and I'm getting myself in front of the TV with a with a gluten-free meal, vegan meal, to watch uh, the Worcester Sale game, which hopefully goes ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's just... It's you know there's a bit going on this week, boy, but we don't go over the top, do we? We're back in work, but we're not properly back in work yet. Yeah, I'm not up to much, mate. To be honest, if a if a clown invited me into the woods right now, I'd probably go. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll see you later. <laughs> Cheers, boy. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 